0: You know, it's our, uh, I know you just got the new bulletin for, for the month of June. Um, summer is, it's, it's, our theme this summer, we're going to be talking a lot about love. And we're going to be uh, doing outreaches. And uh, we're going to have praises in the park. And right over here in Burnsville and all of that. And um, our theme this summer is uh, summer love. Summer love. Everyone say Summer love. Summer love summer love and we're gonna let the love of Christ just uh, come alive in us can you say amen to that Um, I like I like what pastor I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal your whole point but I like what Pastor Vicki said today about about um, the light um, of Christ and you'll you'll get that point this morning um, when when you hear her point and her teaching about the love of Christ and the love of Christ uh, shining through you. You are the light of Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. Um, this morning is uh, going to be a fun morning. We, I like to, every once in a while, um, do what I call five-on-five. Five. And five-on-five five is where I have different people get up um, and share for five minutes... Um, a point and I give them I give them uh, uh, some sort of guidelines on on what what their subject matter will be and then I want them to uh, share with you a point that is stirring up in their spirit and so you're gonna hear that this morning and um, you're gonna hear from three different people and then you're gonna hear from Vicki and I so that'll be the five um, and uh, we're going to talk to you this morning about forces that form our future. Forces that form our future. Everyone, say that with me: forces that form our future. Say it one more time: forces that form our future. Um, let's pray before we get into the introduction, and um, and then we'll get into the five points that they will be sharing and you're gonna be blessed you're gonna love this this morning father we thank you that your word is anointed your word is powerful your word is life changing and lord i declare this morning that uh, not only is your word anointed but lord our words will be anointed by you as we speak the word and lord let the word go forth with boldness let the word go forth with love and compassion this morning I thank you Lord that our ears are open our hearts are ready and we are ready to receive from the word let it perform a work in us and we give you all the glory we give you the honor we give you the praise for all that is said here this morning and done in our life in Jesus name and everybody said amen amen Amen. You know, most of us share a common curiosity about the future. And that common curiosity is most people want to know what's going to happen in their life. What's going to happen? What's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen next week in our life? What's going to happen next year? Have you ever been there? I know this is true because. I don't think you should be, but people are reading their horoscopes. People go to psychics because they want to know about the the future. They go to palm readers because they want palm readers to tell them what's in their future. People want to know. People want to know, who am I going to get married to? Is it going to last? Is it going to be a good marriage? People want to know, what's going to happen in my career? You know, what, 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 what's going to happen? Am I going to be successful? People want to know that stuff. But here's the sad part about all of it, and that is most people assume that their future is a complete mystery, and they have very little or no control over their future and that's not true that's not true a lot of people think well you know it it, it's, it's all in good luck and it's all in a good break and it's all in being at the right place at the right time now I I don't believe that I do believe in networking I do believe that when you're looking for a job there's there's something about doing some networking with relationships and friends and some of that all plays a part in you landing a job and different things but I also know that with God all things are possible and he can get you and put you wherever he needs you so it's not all based on a good break or luck or being at the right place at the right time and we're gonna challenge that whole philosophy of whatever will be, will be in our life. We're going to challenge that whole philosophy. Well, if it's the will of God, it'll happen. If, if, it's, if it's God's will, it'll take place. The will of God does not just happen. Church, I'm here to tell you that your choices and your decisions and your attitudes will influence your future I'll say that again your choices your decisions your attitude if you're a creepy person that's gonna affect your influence Here's a powerful thought that, or truth that I want you to write down. Your notes are pretty, pretty vague this morning. And that's so you can just write down what you will to write down. And, and then there's, there's going to be five forces, obviously, that we're going to share with you. But here is a powerful truth that I want you to write down if you are taking notes. And that is choices are God's gift of empowerment in our life choices and decisions are God's gift of empowerment in our life in other words good choices and good decisions maximize life's potential in your life let me say that again good I wouldn't say good choices Good choices maximize life's possibilities. Poor choices maximize life's problems. Poor choices maximize life's problems. Now God's plan according to Jeremiah 29, 11, is a great plan for your life. And here's what it says. It's a plan to prosper you and not to harm you. It's a plan to give you a hope and a future. You know, with that in mind, let me encourage you guys to see yourself as partnering with God to bring forth his great plan for your life. Partnering with God. Because God's got a great plan for your life, and he wants you to partner with him. You know, your future is not all up to God. Can you say amen to that? And your future is not all up to you. You have something to do with it, but it's not all up to God, and it's not all up to you. But what if you partner together? It'll be amazing. It'll be absolutely amazing. So this morning, we're not just talking to the graduates. There's a few graduates here this morning. Whether you're graduating from high school, awesome. Congratulations. What a great achievement. I mean, that is a big deal. There are some people, they don't graduate from high school. But 12 years of school. And then there's many that will go on to more school. Um, and, And whether it's a tech school or a college or... Or, or something else. And then there's some here this morning that um, may have been, been in college and you have graduated from college. And we congratulate you for that. But this is not just for the graduates. This is a great message for graduates this morning. It's a great message uh, for those that are, are, are getting st- started in life. Um, but this is for everybody. It's for every single one of you, including Wolfgang Kuss. Wolfgang, it's good to see you this morning. It's great. You know, uh, you're 80, 88, 88. And let me tell you, 88, amen. That's awesome, 88. And, And even at 88, there's still purpose in his life. You don't stop with purpose in your life. Even at 88, there's purpose. You will have purpose in your life until the day he calls you to heaven. Can you say amen to that? Amen. So we're going to have uh, three individuals get up, and then that'll be followed with Pastor Vicki and, and myself, and I'll just see how much time I have to share my, my point. But um, I'm going to let these guys take five minutes or so and let me just introduce each one of them right now, and then they're just going to get up back-to-back back, um, um, from each other. The first guy com- coming up this morning is an um, awesome dude, Will Isaac. Will is, Will is fabulous. I just love his heart. Um, he's, he's Bible-trained. He, he, he knows ministry, although he's not full-time in ministry right now. Works for the corporate offices of Best Buy awesome awesome guy has a lot of good word in him you're gonna be really blessed by the the force that he's sharing and then after will gets up Sarah Bartlow's gonna come Sarah's the gal that was leading worship she's right up here I've been I'm I'm proud to say I've been Sarah's pastor uh, for nearly 30 years for nearly I don't know how old you were when you came to the church four four three three four or five somewhere in there but um she wasn't a baby but she was like just just getting to that stage uh where she's growing up and and i've been in her i've been in her life i've been her pastor we've been her pastors for nearly uh 30 years so not quite but 25 plus years and um you know, you don't, you don't always get that opportunity to speak into well, a stay. child's life and watch them just grow, 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 and grow, grow, grow. And awesome. I love who and what she's become. Yes. She is a great woman of God with a lot of, great, a lot of greatness on the inside of her. And you're going to hear a lot of wisdom come out of her. And then, last but not least, uh, thirdly, we got Butch Cable and Butch and Jane lead our youth ministry, doing an awesome job, um, has a heart for young people, has a heart for youth. He's passionate. Um, he's driven. He used to be a professional hockey player, and that comes out in his... He's always positive. He just is like a coach, coach yeah. and he knows how to, how to stir up, and, um, and I love his passion, and that, that professional hockey guy comes out of him and and everything he does and so you're going to be blessed and then last but not least we got this amazing gal that I've been married to for 37 years and um, she is absolutely gorgeous who just reeks with um, wisdom and revelation and you're going to be blessed uh, by what she has to say this morning too so starting us off is Will Isaac come on up Will give him a big hand. Give Will a big hand. Come on. He's a big boy. He deserves a big hand. Amen. Good morning. Good
1: morning. Is it working? Are we good? Yeah. Cool. Um, worship was great, right?
2: Yeah. Good really times, good. right?
1: Yeah. I, uh, I was talking to Beverly. Beverly, right? <laughs> right before service. And uh, you know, like, when worship is getting good, when like people behind you, like right as we were going to like one song to the next song, I could hear Beverly. I don't know if it was you. I thought it was you, but somebody was like, "Yes!" <laughs> I loved it. You know what I'm saying? I was like right there with you. I was like, "Man, we're we're connecting on this topic right now." Love it. All right. Uh, I appreciate just your heart. You're you're real cool uh, and very patient. Let me say something about you for a little bit. Uh, so my topic uh, today is habits, and so I'm going to be talking to you guys about three points under this habits uh, section here about, you know, forming and really sort of maintaining these good habits. But, you know, we'll get into all this in a little bit, but real quick, I want you guys to turn to Psalm 121. Um, and so, like, I was kind of share with you guys, right, I think, like, Graduate Sunday is amazing. It's really cool to see, like, the achievements uh, of these people who have been able to complete these academic studies. It's also a little hard for me uh, because I'm in school right now, right? And I have, like, one more year, and there's this really big part of me that's like, oh, I wish so bad I was graduating with these guys. Like, that would be hashtag legit, hashtag jealous. Uh, Any one of those? uh, I'm a little bit bit salty about that, but that's cool. I'm so proud of you guys uh, who are graduating. But, you know, in this time, you know, I was kind of sharing with you guys, like, why being in school is a little bit challenging for me. Uh, You know, my wife and I live here in the Twin Cities. We got uh, three young kids. Um, And then, you know, I have a full-time role. Like Pastor Joe was saying, I work in HR uh, at Best Buy. Um, And so I, you know, for me to be going to school right now is really, it's really kind of tough. I mean, there's a a lot on the plate, you know what I mean? And I feel like I got one of those like crab forks from, you know, like one of those like restaurants that you get like seafood in, just like the little tiny fork. It's really hard to work through some of the stuff, Um, But one of the things that when you're dealing with so many things and and juggling so many tasks and trying to manage all those tasks is it's real easy to get overwhelmed. And I feel like this is something that we experience whether we're going to school or not. Uh, You know, in the job that I have, I talk to a lot of people and I talk to a lot of leaders and sometimes when I talk to leaders and they tell me, uh, you know, various things that they're dealing with or why they weren't able to maintain certain things in their business, the number one thing that they'll tell me is that it's been super busy. I feel really overwhelmed. And so that's kind of a thing we hear as common things. I'm sure you guys probably hear that a lot. Like, you know, you talk to people and you're asking what's going on. They're like, ah, busy. I feel overwhelmed. So it's kind of easy to get in that space. And I feel like this is something that's really important. But the first point when we're presented with a challenge or something that we have to deal with, there's a window in which we get it, we recognize what we have to do, And most of the time, that's where like the sense of overwhelm comes from, right? You're like, oh no, like I have to do all this, right? And then the anxiety can kind of kick in and all that kind of stuff. There's a window of time when we're first presented with the task to the point in which we make a decision to take it on. That's where like we're presented with this, we have this mental mind game that's kind of going on for a little bit. And then we have to decide to take action. Sometimes during that window of time prior to getting to action, the sense of overwhelming, that overwhelming feeling, the anxiety, if it crosses a specific threshold, which is different for every individual, we'll give up. We won't even try.
0: Right. Right.
1: And then that's really where we lose out on the positive things that we can experience from this challenge or whatever it is that we're faced with. And so my point number one today is to always put forth a genuine effort. Always try. Always try. If you put forth a genuine effort and legitimately apply yourself in this task that you're trying to overcome, this challenge, be that something that's physical, maybe it's mental, uh, emotional, I kind of don't care what it is, right? If you put forth a genuine effort to legitimately try to overcome this, I feel like you'll see that your rate of success is probably going to be pretty high. The reason for this is because God made us in his image. And because we're made after his image, we're already, it's already part of us to overcome challenges. Right. When we start to, like, think about these other insecurities and these fears, which is what happens when we're in that place of anxiety, that's where we start believing a lie about ourselves that isn't true that we can't win, that we can't overcome it, that we can't do it. We can't make an influence on this problem. I may as well not even try, right? And then we give up way too early, prematurely, mm-hmm. and we miss out on that sense of living out what we're called to be as conquerors. And it's really sad to see that happen. Yeah. Point number two, Yeah. write this down whenever you're ready, is to ask for help. Yeah. Love that. So asking for help is, is actually kind of hard, um, and it's one of those things that the older I get, the more humbling I feel like it becomes, because I feel like I'm supposed to have it figured out by now, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm not old, but I'm not, like, super young either. I'm kind of, like, in the middle, you know what I mean? And so, like, most of the time, people are like, okay, you kind of ought to know some stuff, but now you kind of know how to do these things or figure this kind of stuff out. And so sometimes it can be really embarrassing for me to just ask for help. And I'll I'll share with you guys a story, kind of going back to my school experience. I um, I recently just uh, completed statistics. Anybody take statistics in here? (laughs) Who's used it since then? Keep your hand raised if you've used it. (laughs) No one uses statistics. Who cares? Who cares about statistics? Whatever. It's one of those hoops you got to get through, right? Yeah. Um, But during that time frame, that was literally the most challenging class I had ever taken in school. Period. Ever. In my life. Ever. Right. And there were several times where I was like, I can't do this on my own, I need help. And so I reached out to people, the Connollys have been super awesome. Appreciate the Connollys. those guys are awesome. Amen. My wife has been super good and helping me with this type of stuff. <clears throat> but when I reached out for help, embarrassed as I was, I was able to get it. And guys, guess what? I passed statistics with like a 93%. That's awesome, Woo-hoo! right? That's like a really awesome. big accomplishment. I'm that going boy. to graduate. <laughs> <laughs> next year baby I'll be up here getting my book and stuff it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome but we have we have people in our lives who we can reach out to for this and sometimes this might be a parent or a friend or something like that I and mean, maybe it's even your pastors guys like pastors Joe and Vicky, if I can just talk about y'all for a quick second I really appreciate these guys Number one, Pastor Joe is not scared to tell you the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I, I appreciate that, right? There's some friends who are just kind of like that Minnesota nice, where like you're telling them something, and in their mind they're kind of like, mm, bro, I think you're off. You know what I mean? But they're just kind of like, they're too scared to tell you because they don't want it to be a conflict. So they're kind of like, you do you, man. <laughs> Like, you'll kind of hear that phrase. And I feel like we've had some good conversations. And I also feel like you've just been really good about saying, I have a different perspective, and this is what I believe in. And I challenge you to go back and look at that, right? And that's a really good thing. That's the, that's the sign of a good leader, a good mentor, a person that's safe to go and ask them for help. And the way Pastor Joe does this is not in some sort of demeaning way where like, Mm-mm, bro, you are wrong. <laughs> he doesn't say it that way. That's kind of condescending, you know what I mean? but he responds with love and sensitivity, and I appreciate that. And then we got Pastor Vicki, and this woman has so much positivity and energy, I can never get on that level. I just, I've tried really hard, you know what I mean? But she's so encouraging. And every Sunday, Pastor Vicki is going through church. She never walks at a normal pace. I don't know if you guys ever noticed this. It's almost like, she's like on a power walk, but as she's going through the church, slapping high fives, giving people hugs, praying for people, right? Speaking words of encouragement. These are good leaders. These are the people that you can go to and ask for help. And when I feel down, I feel like, oh, man, I just, I just can't deal with this, right? Having a good, positive person who's going to come up to you and say something and speak faith into you is really cool. So it was the week of finals for statistics. I'm in the parking garage, uh, parking lot back there. I'm about to leave for the day. Pastors, Joe and Vicky come rolling by. Uh, and they're like, hey, Will, what's up? And we're kind of like talking for a little bit. And I share with them, I was like, okay guys, pray for me, right? This is finals week. Like, this is the true test. Am I gonna pass stats or not? And Pastor Vicki's like, well, you know, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do this. You're gonna pass. You know what I mean? And I was like, Yeah, you know, I calculated it. You know, if I don't, if I don't get over this grade, I'll pass. And she's like, hold on a second. Where's your faith? You know? And it's not even kind of like she's saying, like, you know, where's your faith, man? She's like, where's your faith? <laughs> Call it forth right now. So we're in the parking lot right here. It's right outside this door. And she's like, speak it out in faith. And she's like, <laughs> challenging me to do it. And I'm like, I'm going to pass, you know? And she's like, yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. That's the faith, right? There's <laughs> yeah. that energy and that encouragement. That's so cool. I really appreciate it. I'll never forget that. <laughs> and I did, right? Yeah. You called it out. Yeah. I believed in it. I went through in Jesus' name, and I passed that class. Yeah sure enough
0: thank you lord okay
1: so i told you guys to turn to psalm 121 i'm going to read this for y'all real quick and then i'm um i'm going to close out my last point what it says is i lift up my eyes to the mountains where does my help come from And I think that's really good because we have these support groups and we have these support persons, but the number one support person that's going to be able to help us out when stuff gets heavy is God himself. All right. And there's so much encouragement that he's put in the scriptures. In fact, that's why Pastor Vicki is so encouraging because she's constantly telling people scriptures. She's not just coming in with her own energy, but she's been reading this stuff for who knows how long now, you know what I mean? And she's constantly saying scriptures. Both of them do. They're of amazing about that i really appreciate that about him but so many other people do this is the first place to go to and he is the first person who's going to tell you who you are he's the first person who's going to remind you how he made you how he knit you together in your mother's room for a vision a purpose yeah as we pursue that vision with purpose with fervor we can accomplish and overcome in jesus name
0: excellent
1: love it okay point number three this is the last one and then i'm done Point number three is remember your accomplishments. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So in the Old Testament, whenever the Lord interacted with anybody, uh, you know, at the end of that interaction, what he would do is tell them to build an altar there. Yeah. And the reason why he'd tell them to build an altar there is so that the sons of Israel, as they traveled throughout the land and as they traveled through that area where the Lord had interacted with that individual, they would see the altar and remember the stories that had been handed down from their fathers and they would go right back to that same altar and praise the Lord there. And it's really cool how this happens, but I feel like there's something new that God had invented a concept right then that sometimes we ought to remember today. And if you ever have gone through a tough season, if you've ever been through a really big challenge and the Lord brought you through that, number one, stop and give him praise. Yeah. But then number two, buy a picture, put it on the wall. Buy a new bass guitar. I don't care, you know what I mean? Do whatever you want. But whatever it is, whenever people ask you about this picture on the wall or why you have this type of bass, bass you go back and tell them what the Lord did for you that day and give him praise again as we remember what the Lord has done for us in the past and empowers and equips us to be Love more effective it. in what we're going to face in the future. Yeah. And we still can do these. We can still overcome these challenges. He is still good to us, yeah. and he's been so good to us. Amen? Yeah. Amen. That was it. That wasn't so bad, right? Yeah. We got through those. Let me just pray for you guys real quick. If you want to come on up. Lord, First off, I just bless these graduates. Wow, job well done. Uh, But Lord, I also just bless this church for anybody who's here and anyone who's facing a challenge or a struggle. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just remind them who they are in you and what you've done for us in the past, Lord God. Lord, I also ask that what you do is just continue to burn that and seal that in their hearts with just a spiritual fire so that we can just be empowered, so that we can be energized and encouraged, so that we can step forth against the challenges that we're facing today and un- overcome those challenges in victory. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Love it. Love it. Great job. Jamal. Excellent.
2: Awesome. That was so good. We have this thing that we say, Jamal. That was so good. Yeah. Okay, forces that form your future. Your beliefs is a force. Your beliefs will form your future. Yep. And you're probably like right away just going, of course, like, I know, I believe in God. We're good. Like, I know that I'm saved, whatever. But the whole, like, knowing that is good, like, obviously that's the, <laughs> that's the core of it. But if you're not rooted in what you believe, right. you can be yanked right out. And led astray, and even sometimes people who are rooted actually can be led astray because there are experiences that happen in their lives that now dictate what they believe about the word of God. Right. Proverbs warns us about this in chapter fourteen, verse twelve. It says, "There is a way that seems right to a man, and appears straight before him, but its end is the way of death." The scary thing is, is that this false light that is taught all over the place is actually darkness, but it appears to be light. That's why it's false light. It's not light, it is darkness. It is false light. Right. And it can ring true and like go, oh my gosh, that's, that has to be right. Because of a situation in our lives where we're not at peace, where we're in unrest, or we're anxious for something, there can be untruth, like, untruth, is that a word? <laughs> that will come into your life yeah. and ring true because it justifies your situation. But allowing an experience to shape how you perceive and how you believe in his promises and who he is is very dangerous and it can have detrimental effects on your life. Your experiences do not change God and they do not change his word. He did not lie to you when he wrote that word. That is who he is. He is his word and he did not lie to you. The Bible says that the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion. Think about prowling and roaring don't really go together. Like, <laughs> you're either doing one or the other. But what it's meaning is that the devil is very sneaky, but he is in your face. He is not going to be quiet about it, but he can sneak in and just blast you with this false light. Yeah. So in the same respect that our experiences do not change God or the word, our experiences should not change what we believe about him and his word. So if you're in a situation that seems bleak or empty... Don't look for justification for where you're at. Look to the justifier and allow him to move in your life because he promised that he would. And all his promises are yes and amen. Amen. There's nothing else there. (laughs) It's yes and amen. Period. Okay. So now that we've got that going for us, let's talk about um, a couple of the beliefs that are core. I'm just going to go do, I'm going to do two. So your belief of who God is. Is going to be a great force that'll form your future. So John 1:1 1, 1 says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God." Yeah. So that means that to know God, you have to know His Word. Yeah. So get in His Word. Sunday morning is awesome. Like you're, you're never going to get anything but the truth in this house. I know that because I've been here forever. Yeah. I know that you will get truth in this house, but you can't, you can't ride this. I mean, you can, but it, you're not. It's not going to be the greatest and most abundant life you can live if you're not getting into it on your own and yourself. Very good. So the Bible is full of who God is, obviously, because it is who he is. So we know that he is love, John 3:16. He so loved the world. He so loved the world that he gave. He's merciful. He's caring. He is kind. Seriously, God is kind, and he doesn't have to be to us because, like, Bad people don't deserve kindness, right? But Jesus created the deserve. So God is kind to us. He's good. He's our provider. And this list could literally go on forever. So if you want more, you have to go and read your Bible. And you can carry it with you wherever you go. All right. (laughs) All right. The second belief is your belief about who you are. So where do you find your identity? Is it in the media Is it in your friends or your family? Is it in your job? Is it in what you studied in college or what you're going to study in college? All those things are fine, but those are labels, not your identity. Your identity is found in the word. So your identity, here's a couple, you are more than a conqueror. Amen? More than a conqueror. Not just a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. Yes. Romans 8, 28. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain an overwhelming victory through him who loved us so much that he died for us. God is fighting for you always. The battle is already won. So he doesn't like technically have to. He could literally just sit there and just wait for the outcome. And we could go through our whole thing and then finally have victory at the end. But what he's saying in his word of the wheel have overwhelming victory because he's fighting for us now. He's active and alive now. That means we can live life from victory to victory to victory, right? We go from glory to glory to glory, amen? Good. The second one is you're a child of the king. Ephesians 1.5, he predestined and lovingly planned for us to be adopted to himself as his own children through Christ Jesus, in accordance with the kind intention and good pleasure of his will. That tells me that the whole point of everything was always Jesus. It was always Jesus. The plan was always Jesus. Everything in the world will point you to Jesus and your need for him. The third one is that you are called. You're going to hear this verse probably a lot. All the graduates that are that are here right now, you're going to hear Jeremiah 29 11 a lot, but it is good truth and you need to have it. You've got to get rooted in it. Yeah. It says, for I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being, and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. So not just a good future, but hope, like hope is so powerful. So you can find everything that you'll need for your future in the word. And in this day and age when there is so much being tossed at us and it's, it's like Christianity's got to be kept quiet, Christianity's got to be kept quiet, like we can't have prayer in schools, we can't have this, we can't have that, like it's like it just keeps pressing down on us, but it's a time when, like, we don't have to play nice. <laughs> like, you're kind, but you don't, you, don't, it's not, you don't play nice with darkness. You're going to war against darkness, right? You yep. don't play nice with darkness. You shine your light. You stand on your beliefs. Because if you don't stand, then you're going to fall. Because if you don't know what you stand for, then you're going to fall for anything. And it's super easy. It's super easy because the devil is prowling in your face, right? So let's stand firm on our beliefs. And how do we get our beliefs? How do we know? The Word, word. right? Okay, let's pray. God, we just thank you so much for your word. Thank you that it is truth, it is not lies. Thank you, God, that all your promises are yes and amen, that they are still true today, as true as they were yesterday and 2,000 years ago. And we just thank you so much that we can stand firm on who we are in you, that you have called us, you have purposed us, you have predestined us, you've given us a hope and a future, God. And we just put our faith in you, we rely on you, we look to you for our help. In Jesus' name, I pray that you would just bless every single person here. Amen. 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 Amen.
3: Good job, Sarah. Very good. Phenomenal. Way to go, Will. Sarah, awesome. Praise and worship today. Incredible. Yeah. Boy, it's great to be in the house today. Awesome. We're so excited for the graduates. Um, Jane and I, uh, my beautiful blonde, there she is, uh, we are youth leaders for The Edge and J High leaders. And we are so excited. I just want you to know, parents, we're very thankful letting us serve your kids. And they are world changers. I'm telling you, they are on fire for Jesus. And they're going to change this world like never before. I'm very excited for them. This is a great time. Josiah, I'm so excited for you, bud. Really am. Um, You know what's cool is, you know, we're talking about the word and it's alive. And I want to brag on uh, Moses here. My oldest is here, Josiah. Moses, uh, you know, he started a new job. And, uh, you know, it's funny that as parents, you want to make sure that you're building habits the right way through God's Word. You know, Moses has got a new job, and here he is, push pay. He's tithing right off the top of his check, and away we go. We love push pay. Who who did that? You? You do that? That's awesome. We love that. And Jane loves it. So it's really nice. And Moses, I'm proud of you just tithing. You know, I want to tell you something, graduates, when you are planted in the house of the Lord and you're a tither and giver, man, you are going to be blessed in your jobs, your, your decision making. You're going to have favor wherever you go. And I just want to make sure that you know that you're not just, oh, well, here's 10%. No, there's a lot attached to that. Right. And, and it's your heart. And that's what God really wants. To it. So, let us pray. Thank you, God, for an incredible time with these graduates. We thank you, God, your hands on them. They're blessed coming in. They're blessed going out. If God is for them, who cares who's against them? God, I thank you, God, that you you, speak through me and guide me. Thank Thank you for the greatest life imaginable because of you, Jesus, who died on the cross and rose again. In Jesus' name, and everybody said? Amen. 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 Awesome. All right. We're here to go. Uh, we've got this, th- these forces are incredible. Thank you so much, pastors. They are powerful. I'm really uh, gleaning so much word today. It's, it's awesome. But I want you to know that I'm doing the force of thoughts or, or thinking, yeah. your thought process. Once you're, you've given your life to Jesus, now what's the next step? I gave my life to Jesus after graduation from high school. I wasn't a Christian and gave my life to Christ the next year. But the next day, I, I was still had heathen habits. Right. I wasn't, my mouth wasn't changed. My actions weren't changed. But then all of a sudden, what happens? You get in the Word. Yeah. And you start reading this Word, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Wow, how come everything's pointing right at me? <laughs> it's right. getting right in your heart. It's like, that's me. That's me. You know, So God's working on your heart. It's so yeah. cool that the... The Bible is alive and it works. I wanted you guys to know also that, to me, attitude is everything. And what I mean by that is the way you think. Because when you speak your thoughts, or sorry, when you have your thought and you speak those thoughts, then they become actions. You know, I met Jane many years ago, and one of the things, you know, her attitude was amazing, obviously incredible. Uh, Her looks were number one. And then after that was her positivity (laughs) and her attitude. And it located her. And it was so refreshing to have her just be so positive and just full of life and energy. And, you know, the word is full of life. The word is life. And when you dive into the word, your thought process become words, words become actions, and away you go. I have a study for you. Um, In this study, they had, that said that we produce 50,000 thoughts a day, and 70 to 80% of those thoughts are negative. That's about 40,000 negative thoughts a day. Think about that. 40,000 negative thoughts. If we don't control this, these thoughts, boy, oh boy, the enemy can really come at you. But here's the other part of the equation of this study, that if you start positive thoughts, that you will flip half of those negative to positives. I love it. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah. So with us, we can flip even more to a positive and go to the word, which is powerful. Now we're not going to be the low man on the totem pole, but we're going to be empowered with the Lord and his word and we're going to walk in to work tomorrow with our heads held high, walking with some strength, walking with confidence, because our identity is in Christ, and our thought process is in God's Word. I, um, I'm a hockey guy, an athlete, and um, played baseball, played football, loved them all. Hockey was my favorite. Um, but my favorite coach of all time was uh, Vince Lombardi. And... You know, it's interesting that Vince Lombardi kept his team. They did lots of video, and they practiced over and over and over, and their repetition was just more, rep after rep after rep. He did it over and over and over. His repetitions became so muscle memory that when it was time to win, I don't you know, how many championships did he win, but he won a lot of championships just by repetition. Yeah. I mean, guys... You want to win? Graduates, you want to win? It's repetition, getting in the word, getting your mind trained. I've done it for so long that, uh, I mean, Jay and I literally were in church seven days a week for for years, I mean, it was every day. It was every day, it was Sunday, and second mile was Monday and Tuesday, and Wednesday church, and it was every day. But you know what, we were training, God was training us, because I'm an athlete, I knew, I knew what was going on. Right. You 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 are not, you have to continue getting the reps. If you say, oh, I don't need to go to church today. Oh, Pastor Bill, or Pastor Joe, I've heard that message. No, you need it again and again and again yep. because it's gotta be a habit and your mindset so that you can just walk in it with muscle memory. That's right. So good. So good. I wanna leave with this. Graduates, I'm so proud of you. Remember, Philippians 1, 6 says that Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God's hands on you. You are created for a purpose, and your future is bright, and God will not let you down ever. I'm proud of you guys. God, I thank you for this time, this incredible seed time and harvest. And I thank you, God, that these graduates are incredible and they have a great future, they have a great plan because of you, God. They love you, they serve you, and I thank you, God, that you give them desires of heart. It says it, delight in the Lord, and you will give them the desires of their hearts, and amen. we thank you for that. God bless them and protect them. In Jesus' name, and everybody said?
0: Amen. 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 Good word. Awesome. Good word. I think,
4: I think we're all getting some good nuggets here today, amen? You know, uh, we've heard some good things. Habits are so important, your belief system and how important that is, and your thoughts. I remember years ago, Pastor and I were at a conference where we heard what you think is what you see, and what you see is what you do. And that is so true. It starts with your thoughts. That's why it's so important that our thoughts are lined up with the Word of God. Right. But today, as I was thinking about forces that form your future, I was thinking about the greatest force of all the greatest force in all of the universe, the greatest force of of who God is. I mean, everything God does is because of love. The Bible says he is love. And because he is inside of us, everything that we do should radiate his love. And so as I was thinking about this force of love, I was drawn to Matthew chapter 5. But let me give you just a quick little story of something that happened. This actually happened just a couple of weeks ago on a Monday. Pastor and I were on our walk, and we got a text about just, just a situation that uh, was kind of new to us, had never happened before, and we, we knew we needed to get back to the church, and we were having a meeting with this guy. And as he was coming back so that we could kind of handle this situation, I saw this, This gal that I knew was working with him, and I kind of lashed out a little bit and and thought that, you know, I was just being bold, and this was just my righteous boldness. And, And it wasn't too long later, the Holy Spirit began to work on me, and he said, you know, you need to go back and apologize to her. You've never even met her. She doesn't know you. You don't know her. And the first thing she saw out of you was anger. The first thing she should have seen out of you was love. Love. The first thing people should always see out of us is love. And sometimes we're just reacting to something, whether it's maybe a new situation or maybe we're acting in fear or maybe we're acting in ignorance or whatever, but sometimes we're just reacting and what comes out of us isn't what we kind of thought. And so the Lord was just reminding me of this in Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 45. Listen to what it says. This is Jesus talking, and he says, You have heard it was said. I love that. It's like Jesus saying, I know you've heard this. I know you've heard people talking, but this is what I say. So he says, I know you've heard it said, you know, you can love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to you, love your enemies. I mean, wow, what a new way of thinking, right? Jesus is challenging us here saying, I say to you, love your enemies. And then he didn't stop there. He said, bless those who curse you. Wow. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Wow. I mean, that's that's like above and beyond the norm, I would say, right? right, right. And I love this about Jesus. He's always challenging us to go beyond the norm, beyond the normal way of thinking, beyond just what others are saying, beyond just what would seem like a normal reaction. He's saying, you know what? Anybody can love those who love them back, but I'm going to challenge you as my people to even love those who hate you. I mean, that, that's pretty powerful stuff. I mean, you're, you all even are kind of looking at me like, really? Does it really say? Yeah, it really says that. Jesus really says that. And so he's challenging us to what? Go against the norm. He's challenging us to go against the normal reaction. right? And so he's saying, man, I'm I'm just going to tell you, love your enemies, even do good to those who hate you. If someone's cursing you, look for a way to bless them. I mean, that is just so above and beyond our human nature. Now, it's interesting. Fast forward to Mark chapter 9. The disciples are having a little discussion amongst themselves. And it's like Jesus is overhearing it, right? And so he's like what you guys talking about? And they're like, well, you know, we're just talking about which of us is going to be the greatest. And you know what Jesus says? He says, well, if you want to be great in my kingdom, learn to be a servant. And I mean, they're, I'm sure they're like, what? I mean, that's what we're, our reaction is like. What are you talking about? If you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be a servant. I mean, we think, you know, that's just the lowest of the low. But Jesus is saying, in my kingdom, the first will be last. And the last will be first i mean he's really challenging us and really jesus kingdom if you think about it it's a backwards kingdom i've said that before it's so backwards to how most of us think and how our human nature thinks if you want to be first go last if you want to be great learn to serve if you want to have more give you know what do we say you want to have more save more but jesus said if you want to have more give more And then he finally says, if someone hates you, then love them. Because love really is the greatest force of all. Jesus reminds us again in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now, we hear this a lot at weddings, but what if we applied this to our life? Because Jesus literally talks about in 1 Corinthians 13, I challenge you to read it today. But he says, you know, you can do all kinds of great things and have all kinds of spiritual gifts, but without love, you're just making a lot of noise. I mean, you could speak in tongues, but if you're not doing it in love, then you're just a clanging cymbal. You can give everything you have to the poor, but if you don't have love, then it's nothing. And so he's saying, I want you to know that love is the greatest. Love never fails. And you know, after the Holy Spirit was uh, just speaking to my heart about this situation, I went back to the scale and found her, and, and I just uh, said, you know, I want to apologize for how I came across and came into your office. And she, she reached out and she gave me a hug. And the Holy Spirit said to me, now this is just the beginning. I want you to form a friendship with her, and I want you to get to know her. And you know, really the bottom line of what he was showing me was, it's the love of God inside of us that needs to shine forth. And so many times we think think things that we've heard in the Bible, like a lot of times we think, you know, Jesus is the light of the world, but did you know that the Bible doesn't say that? You can read it in Matthew. It doesn't say Jesus is the light of the world. It says you are the light of the world. (laughs) I mean, think of that for a minute. Again, Jesus is like challenging us to go beyond the norm. He says, no, you are the light. You know why? Because you're there. You're it. You are my light shining through you. You are the light of the world. And so his love on the inside of us is that light that's got to shine forth to everyone, to everyone, to everyone. Even those that don't look like you, even those that don't believe like you, even those that, whose culture is different than yours. I mean, we are called to love them and to let our light shine through us, let his light shine through us to them. First Corinthians goes on to say that love never fails. It bears all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Then in 1 Peter chapter 4, it's like he just stresses it again. He says, above all things. Above all things. Say it with me.
2: Above,
4: above all, all things. things. So above everything that we've heard, above everything that we hear, <clears throat> above everything that we know is truth, what does he say? Above all things have fervent love for one another. And then he goes on to say, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Wow! Love Love covers a multitude of sins. That's so refreshing to me because it's like, man, even when I blow it and even when I mess up, the love of God in me can cover that. Love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers. Love hopes. Love heals. Love endures. Love believes the best. Love never fails. Love is the greatest force. Love that. And you know, sometimes just when you think you got it down pat, just when you think, like, oh, man, this church, I love the culture of our church. Haven't we always said it's a safe place? It's a place for all people. And we are a church that loves all people, even if you've messed up. Not just the sinner that messes up, but even if you're a Christian that's messed up, what is our culture here? We're going to pick you up, brush you off, set you on your way. There's not going to be any judgment in this place, right? Isn't that our culture that everyone adopted? Just when you think you got it down pat, you're, boom, thrust into the situation where you're tested. And you're like, wow, this is a new challenge for me. And Jesus reminded me that love is the greatest force of all, right. and whenever you encounter someone, the first thing they should see out of you is the love is of God. Love. So that's one of the greatest forces. That's a great is force. Love, Father, I just thank you so much for your love and goodness to us. That you loved us even when we were a mess, even while we were still in our sin. You loved us and gave your life for us. And Father, I just thank you that we are a church that is determined to let that love shine through us to all people. And we thank you for it. And everybody said amen, amen. and
0: amen. Wow. Great word. Those are all awesome forces. The, love, uh, the force of love, the force of habits, the force of beliefs, the force of our thoughts. Uh, there's lots of forces that, that steer us in life. Um, the force of relationships. Your relationships matter. Can you say amen to that? Ooh. I mean, bad company corrupts good character. Your relationships matter. Who you hang with makes a difference. We have the force of values. The force of words. Everyone say words. Words are huge. Words will either build up people or they'll tear down people. The force of words. The force of a seed sowing. You know, we're sowing seeds every day. Every day. But what does the Bible say? Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. The force that I want just, to just touch on, um, and, and, and really, I'm just going to just touch on it, and that is the force of discipline. It's a huge force. You guys, God's intention is for you, everyone say me. God's intention is for you to live the very best in life he does he wants you to have the best he wants you to be a blessed person he wants you to be blessed woman and man of God he wants you to live life with a purpose but in order to be there in order to live life with a purpose to have a blessed life you need to make some disciplined choices discipline is huge in our life we need to embrace discipline in our life you need to embrace and you need to understand discipline's power because when you are a disciplined person there will be great power in your life i love this phrase listen to this there are two paths people can take you can either play now and pay later or you can pay now and play later regardless of the choice one thing is certain life will demand a payment and that payment is discipline when you and I make disciplined choices It has an incredibly profound effect on our life when we make disciplined choices. Disciplined choices. I can't encourage the high school graduates that are graduating from high school. I mean, I hate to say this, because uh, it's such an accomplishment. But you know what? Life is just getting started. It's just, it's, it's just getting started. And the choices that you're making today, to not, right now, the choices you're making now are going to have a big effect on your future. Just because you graduated from high school, it is a great accomplishment, but it's not over. It's just getting started. It's just getting started. And, uh, you know, just just making some disciplined choices as uh, you're going going through, through life don't live your life by emotions don't live your life by by feelings live your life by discipline can you say amen to that don't live your life by emotions don't live your life by by feelings when you live your life by feelings and you live your life by emotions there's consequences in your life there's consequences discipline is the weapon that stops feelings and emotions from stealing your future. I'll say that one more time because that is worth tweeting this morning or this afternoon. Discipline is the weapon that stops feelings and emotions from stealing your future. Discipline will always override feelings. It will always override feelings. Can you say amen? I'm going to just stop there and I'm going to just turn the music on, Patrick. I'm going to take a minute and and just pray. Pray for you and pray for your needs and pray for... We're going to recognize the graduates in just a minute, have them come up in just a minute. But if, if you would bow your heads, close your eyes with me this morning bow your head and close your eyes with me this morning if there's if there's anybody here this morning that would say Pastor Joe I I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior I want to recommit my life to him as my Lord and Savior I want to just have the reassurance to know that that when I die I'll go to heaven Uh, and you just need that reassurance on the count of three lift up your head wherever you are this morning on the count of three. One, two, three. lift up your head if you are asking them into your heart for the first time recommitment reassurance god bless you god bless you god bless you thank you lord god bless you beautiful god bless you god bless you this morning I want everyone to pray this prayer. Every single person, pray this prayer with me this morning. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life, be my Lord, be my Savior, be my healer, be my deliverer from this day forward. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for rising again. And thank you for living in me. I am saved. Say it again. I am saved. saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a big clap this morning.
3: Amen. Thank you, Lord.